Today we have a second collection. We don't do these too often at St. Mary's. Typically the last few years we've just done them twice a year. Once is during the summer when we're sent a missionary who will usually preach at the masses that weekend. And the other one is the one we're having today, which is the collection for St. Vincent's Catholic Charity and the Crystal Ray Community Center in Lansing. St. Vincent's and Crystal Ray offer a number of services, including those involving adoption, foster care, refugee services, an immigration law clinic, counseling, financial empowerment classes, a community kitchen, a food pantry. This collection is a way to give to something Catholic and to give to something that serves people locally. In the past, you've always been very generous to this collection, and so I thank you in advance. I would just ask that those who are at the end of the pews maybe to grab an envelope and a postcard. There will be a second collection, but you can also take the card with you if you'd like to donate later. Jesus' most well-known teachings are included to a large degree in the Sermon on the Mount. The heart of the Sermon on the Mount is the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are in Matthew chapter 5 and a shortened version in Luke chapter 6. We heard Luke's version just moments ago. Luke reduces the Beatitudes to four. First, blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Being poor in this sense is not material poverty, but instead being spiritually poor. To be poor means to not be self-sufficient, to be dependent upon someone else. Someone who is spiritually poor recognizes that he or she is spiritually in need. The great prayer of spiritual poverty is give us this day our daily bread. In other words, I don't have what I need for today spiritually. So I turn to you, Lord, to provide. Spiritual poverty has two components. First, recognizing that we are not self-sufficient, that we are spiritually in need. And then second, trusting God to fill that need that he will provide what we need spiritually.
The second beatitude is, Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. In Matthew's Gospel, it's not simply, Blessed are you who are hungry, it's, Blessed are you who hunger for righteousness. Righteousness that God's will be done in our lives, that we live according to that will, that God's will be done in our world. If that's what we hunger for, long for, search after, we will be satisfied. The Beatitudes call us to make God's will in our life and God's will in the world our top priority. Third, blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Again, this is not the weeping that's common to us all. Rather, it's weeping over what God weeps over. Sin and the misery that spreads throughout the world through sin. The Lord is saddened by sin. The Lord is saddened by our misery. When we begin to weep over what the Lord weeps over, when that's the cause of our sadness, rather than the trifles that tend to sadden us, when that happens, we begin to get Jesus' heart. As we get Jesus' heart, not only are we weeping over what he weeps over, but we can't help but start rejoicing over the things that he rejoices over. Having the heart of Jesus, having our hearts conform to his, fills us with joy as we weep over what he weeps over, we begin to be filled with joy, with things that hadn't filled us, filled us with joy before. Fourth, blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. To love someone is to be willing to suffer for that person. The way that we suffer for God is by being insulted, ridiculed, excluded on his account. As we make him our top priority, we are given great blessings. Blessings in this life, but ultimately, blessings in the life to come as well. As mentioned earlier, a fuller listing of the Beatitudes is in Matthew's Gospel in chapter 5. But the Beatitudes' description of who is blessed really turns worldly wisdom on its head. We're taught to crave after 
power and influence to get what we want in life, even in small things. We're taught to chase after pleasure, to escape our problems by pursuing whatever gives us an instant happiness, an instant gratification. We're taught to seek out popularity, that how we're viewed is what matters. Jesus tells us that those who are blessed are the ones who live according to the Beatitudes. We strive to trust God's roadmap. Trusting in God entails believing that he has a plan for us, for our loved ones, that he's bringing that plan to fulfillment. Honestly, truly believing that in the midst of the complexities and confusion of life. Trusting in God means accepting his definitions of right and wrong. Everyone these days has his or her own, her own moral code. And we see the damage it's causing in society when there's no common morality. When what one person decide, decides is right is right for that person. When we're all individually deciding our own morality, our own moral truth, we almost inevitably define moral truths in a way that benefits ourselves, that justifies our sin. We strive to accept that which God calls right to be right, that which God calls wrong to be wrong. Truly, we do wrestle with these things to arrive at any truth, we have to intellectually wrestle with things. And so it's good for us to wrestle internally, to talk to others as we strive to accept God's law. But accept it we must. We must trust in his ways. Putting our faith in God, trusting him, means living for him and others. Our world is obsessed with self-preservation. We don't want to be hurt by others or by the circumstances of life. And so we put all kinds of defenses around ourselves. And this is good to a point but it's become to the level of an obsession in our society. The Christian life, the life that God calls us to, is primarily outward focused, outward looking. It is living for God, living for others. That entails risk, that entails getting hurt at times. 
And yet we trust, God, that that is the life we're called to live as Christians, to not be turned inward, but to look at how can we help others? How can we bring others to God? The Beatitudes are a really different way of looking at what's good, what makes one blessed. The Beatitudes is listed in Luke chapter 6, Matthew chapter 5. Are our roadmap to blessedness in this life and in the life to come. We commit ourselves today to following God's roadmap for us as laid out in the Beatitudes.